Welcome back to the Blush Podcast. <laughs> Me, my little reporter voice. In New York City, in the, New York City, in New York City, the fashion industry. This is the Blush Podcast. Okay, I got to start off this episode by telling the fact that, like, maybe twenty minutes ago, I was on the verge of tears because I. I think I sent you this TikTok. I thought that Chris Evans was dating somebody. <laughs> you do know that Sebastian Stan is dating somebody, right? Well, okay, but you know what? Like, I like I think I said in the last episode, I switched over and right now I'm at my Chris Evans obsession phase. And I literally saw that he, I saw somewhere saying like, oh my God, he's like dating somebody from, from his hometown and hometown. And I'm thinking, oh my God, my, my chance is gone. My but chance is gone. Him. He's 40 and he wants kids. You're he's not 39. That, that he's 40. Round he's up. 39. 39, you round up. <laughs> he's 39 in the summertime, okay? He's 39. And you know what? I can be a hot young mom. I don't mind. He's gorgeous, okay? Anyway, fun fact, though. It turns out to be an April Fool's prank, and I calmed myself down. Did you see all the April Fool's pranks on TikTok about, like, they build, like, an empire state, like, you can bungee off the empire state or whatever? To be honest, I forgot today was April Fool's Day because I didn't realize today was April 1st. <laughs> and then I go in the comments and I'm like, no. <laughs> I like, that I would like be saying, a terrible idea anyways, even if that was something that they no, were- No, that would be stupid. No. No, it, but I love people's comments. They're always like, I hope you I hope you have salt in your coffee instead of sugar. Or like, I hope your car runs out of gas. Or like these type of things. I think it's the funniest. But no, I genuinely forgot today was April Fool's. And so I like the whole day was like- like what is happening and then like that was the most devastating for me it doesn't feel like april it doesn't feel like april like forever stuck in march yeah march 2020 <sighs> <sighs> anyway so um basically guys this whole this week we kind of were like trying to figure out what we wanted to talk about because i feel like after last week's amazing episode it's just like mm-hmm. how can you possibly follow up with such to such like a great genuinely well written well executed episode right so how can we follow up and we were talking and Annie had geniusly if that's a word um suggested I love that though because apparently I can't speak normally I've already listened to like the first five seconds five minutes of this epi- episode you're like Alice is off her we rails. forgot to say welcome but I guess welcome oh back. yeah welcome yeah. to the blush but oh my god you say it wow. you say it welcome back to the blush podcast <laughs> my little reporter voice um anyway so we were talking and we okay so this is gonna be old news that is really old news though because it's something that's very ongoing it's very ongoing but I feel like the trend kind of died out a little bit but I but okay but okay I think we're gonna talk about it not from just one specific perspective okay so tell the story yeah okay so following up with Meghan Markle's interview with Oprah which was nationally like not even internationally because I think it was aired in the UK as well yeah in the US and so following that her father came out and just showed up at Oprah's house actually with a letter in hand requesting that he um get a full interview with her and I'm not talking about like a little short kind of like on the side snippet it that's based off of Megan's like he full-blown went there and like stood outside her home for a couple of hours and was trying to get in and talking to security and was like no I like demand a full-blown like two-hour interview like Megan had which let's not forget like like 50% or like not 50% but like a good like good amount 
her interview with Oprah was talking about how her father and a lot of other members just like both on a Harry side and on her side were exploiting them for putting news in tabloids like trying to cause drama so it was just kind of funny to see that her father was like oh okay yeah no no, no I need one because I need to share my story too no, my you exploited your you exploited your daughter for money for just to sell papers no no you may not get an interview. I don't understand why you thought that would be a good idea to show up at her house to begin with. No, he just looked like a clown. And then from there, we started talking about how it's not exactly similar, but it's like somewhat similar with Britney and her father, Britney Spears and her father, Jamie Spears, and how he is basically exploiting her through the yeah. conservatorship. And again, if you don't know what a conservatorship, it's basically when the court appoints one specific person to you can. So there's, I guess there's two types of conservatorships. There's either conservatorship of the person, which is like, for example, telling a person how to eat um how to uh how to eat what kind of medicines take what kind of medicine they need to get take uh control their appointments it's like basically their whole life and then the other type of conservatorship is also of the estate so managing someone's money you know finances etc and essentially i think from what i understand jamie spears is both kind of just controls her whole life and um we just watched the documentary the times the new york times documentary which was so well done people who haven't seen it I definitely recommend watching it because it's very interesting to see how a lot of the people who were in her life who would talk about like her father her relationship with her father um how all of this kind of unfolds and how they were almost removed from her life due to this whole kind of scenario yeah it's really interesting to get some insight on it I feel like a lot of people already talked about what the conservatorship and they're probably people who are well more informed than we are but something that really there was just some points in the documentary that really struck me that was just so interesting. Okay, so for example, one of the things that really shocked me was, and I don't think it was shocking. It's like, it wasn't necessarily like super, super shocking, but I think there's just such a dramatic difference in terms of early 2000s and today with, for example, female pop star sexuality and how they express it. Now, it, it was like, it was it was crazy because I after a while watching it, I started like looking up like who were the big like male mm-hmm. pop stars and it's like in sync or whatever all these guys yeah, yeah. and like they would be like showing off their bodies doing body roles whatever and no one batted an eye but then like for britney spears there were literal like there was literally a wife of a senator who said i would if i could i would shoot her myself like yeah that was a little like what like what is like why is it that so much scrutiny? But I feel like even today it's still something that Cardi B got the same threats I mean Megan the Stallion the same exact threats this year and like this past year they were like oh I can't have my daughter listening to WAP well and she was like well okay so then turn it off and the mom's yeah. like well, I want to listen to it and she's like well okay that's not me then that's your, me. I'm not your babysitter I'm not your kid's money. babysitter so it's one of those things where it's just women in general I feel like are constantly getting it even now oh yeah I mean like if you look at like Eminem Emin- oh my god I can never say his name right Eminem's like old music from early 2000s like I can- you can't even read one line of the lyrics it's extremely you can't it's just so not PC in the slightest it- it's just it's just so crazy but here's the thing though I think like today maybe because of social media women expressing their sexuality like Megan Stallion, Cardi B it's a lot more accepted because of social media and comparison by women but it's still I feel like a very big thing with like it gets into the thing where like religion comes into it again where mm-hmm. like a lot of conservative women are the ones who are like mainly like the only women who are actually speaking out against it and I hate to use that word because I feel like there's very different definitions of conservatorship but 
it just tends to kind of fall into that category where a lot Wait, of conservatism like, or conservatorship conservatism sorry the, oh yeah, so yeah yeah like where they're very religious very whatever and they're the ones who are kind of mm, no she yeah. needs to hide it she needs to put it away she needs to not sing about this not say this I think there's like yeah there's definitely like levels of conservatism and conservatism because I don't like for example if someone says oh I'm I'm conservative with my own personal life fine go for it but it's when you start passing judgment onto another person it's like okay but you know you just reminded me of did you see Lil Nas's music video that just came out yeah I was gonna say people are like getting crazy over it because they're like oh my god he's dancing with the devil he's saying I've had three people on my Instagram stories which I actually didn't know were highly religious and were outraged on his video his sneaker deal like don't watch it then I don't know how I feel about the sneaker one to be honest because it's apparently real human blood and that's why I'm just like oh I don't know how I feel about that being honest is it really though yeah he said he's it's there's only 600 sneakers that are made and it's a real drop of human blood from who I don't remember no I don't think he's lying he I don't think he's making this I know but who donated the blood then it comes to the question like who did you know what I'm saying like that's for true. 600 pairs of sneakers who tell me i'd love to know the name of the i mean if it's wonderful one, gentleman or woman who's donated I mean, if, if it's one drop of if it's only one drop of blood and it's 600 you only need like a liter of blood which is like i don't think that much when you're like you know when you do like blood donations whatever it's <laughs> not the point but anyway i think always there's like a certain amount like certain audiences do i think children 10 year old kids should be watching that video not necessarily because i think t- kids are kids but like i think it's it's on the parents if you don't want your kids if you don't want your kids to watch it exactly if you don't want your kids to watch it and don't have them watch it and then on top of that also I mean like I don't think like I was super super surprised you know China and McLean Mm -hmm. I don't think she said anything wrong but I was kind of just surprised because she kind of she criticized the video which is again she has the right to everyone has the right to with their freedom with their own opinion honestly and I think if you're gonna start hating on somebody for having their own opinion then like you there's something you need to deal with that because like as long as you're, I mean, in reality, having opinion saying, hey, I don't think this video was cool. That's fine. You have every right to say it. Like, it's fine. Um, do I agree with you? No, I don't. But like, whatever. Anyway, but I was just like, I was kind of surprised that like so many people that I like grew up with were so vocally against it. Right. And then I started thinking, I mean, like, I don't think people understand it. it's a parody. Like, I don't think people understand that the whole point of the video is that, oh, if on your definition, I'm not going to go to heaven and I'm going to go to hell and well, I'm going to go, you know, F the devil. Like that's the, isn't that the whole, it's a parody, right? Because it's like, it's also like, I, again, I'm not a, I'm, not, I'm really not um, a super, super like well-versed in terms of like Christianity, but like, for example, isn't it ta- getting a tattoo a sin, premarital sex, yeah. it's all a sin, but why is like one thing considered more sinful than another? can be added to this wonderful list of exactly things. so it's like it's it's kind of just like okay so you're deciding what's more quote-unquote sinful yeah. this is not a religious podcast I just I was just re- thinking about it going do personally is it my taste not necessarily but I'm not but I love the music I thought the song was super cool mm-hmm. and I thought and again I thought the idea the concept was brilliant it's such a it's a parody on what and besides like, the fact and like the concept behind it but the actual imagery and like in terms of like looking at it from an artist's perspective yeah like, the cgi and everything and all the oh that was so good insane. they were so cool it was so good so, i it was so good and again i think the i think it was just i mean in reality like, how are you gonna get known and look at it from like a different point of view yeah. perspective don't dig so far into it because that's not what pop culture is about to begin with 
I agree. It's like, it's, it's always, you have to have a certain grain of salt with any sort of content. And also, I mean, I don't know if people are forgetting, but I think the whole way anybody gets what like famous or anything blows up is by being, by being provocative. I mean, like remember when Kim Kardashian's paper magazine cover came out and it broke the internet. And then now when we see her ass, we're like, okay, like another Monday, you know, I feel like every day things are trying, everyone's trying to up the level of like, and push it, see how far it can go and push it. And like, that's, and, and that, that's kind of normal. That's normal human behavior. I mean, like for, I, to be honest, I remember Wrecking Ball when Miley Cyrus came out with Wrecking Ball in 2013, I think it was 2013, everyone in 2013 was in but- the tabloids. It was like, everyone was like, oh my God, this is crazy. And it's like, if I look back at it on now, I'm like, but you don't see anything. You know what I mean? Like I look back at that video of hers and I'm like, besides her licking a sledgehammer, I don't really see what was the craziest thing about it. Again, we talk about like double standards and it's like, if a woman curses in an interview, it's like, oh my God, she's so unladylike. She's so, where did she learn her manners? I don't understand. Like she, she must be like trash or whatever. Oh yeah. And if a man curses, it's like, oh it's funny like he's making a joke right now okay like let's just run with it oh my god you know what you just reminded me of so again everyone knows I have a clear obsession with Marvel but I was thinking right like I was not a big Captain Marvel fan I don't know I just I was like oh I don't I can't relate to her blah 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 whatever and to be fair I don't really think her movie they did too much justice to her backstory in terms of like creating a like emotional attachment Yeah. yeah I mean, but maybe it's also like the time was placed because a lot of the main characters we've already grown to love, but I don't know. I don't know if the writing really did her justice because I, as a comic book fan, I really love Captain Marvel, but I was thinking about it because I was rewatching Infinity War and you already know this because I told you the other day. And there were moments when she's just like, when, when she's like super confident, right. And they go like, or sorry, it's Endgame, And, mm-hmm. and she goes there, she goes like, I'm going to go kill Thanos. And he goes, what makes you think you can do that? He's like, well, I haven't. I wasn't there. So like, whatever, something super, super confident and cocky and arrogant. And then I saw somebody put a lot of parallel saying, but for some reason, we never mind it when it's Tony Stark, when it's Thor, when it's Chris Pratt, Star-Lord, we never, or Dr. Strange, we never mind when they say an extremely cocky and arrogant line out of nowhere. But for some reason with this character, we were all like, oh, it's bad taste. And, and I was just thinking to myself going like, hey, I mean, to be honest, I think it's the writing, but also I'm like, I think internally, we still have this whole like, oh, cocky and arrogance is seen as attractive in men. And then that same sort of confidence or that type of, you know, arrogance. Bossy, like when we oh, yeah, like, oh, she's irritating or, oh, she's annoying. Or... There was another thing I was watching interviews with them. Cause again, like since I, I was watching it too with my friend and we were doing like a whole marathon mm-hmm. and because of that my TikTok feed is just all interviews with all of the cast members. And one of them came up and it was like, the questions that the females are asked with Scarlett Johansson, Elizabeth yeah. Olsen, and whatever, versus Chris Evans, Chris Hemsworth, Sebastian Stan, all of them, mm-hmm. right? And all the women were like, what diet did you go on? How did you get to look the way you look? Did you have what are you wearing under that? Did you wear, yeah, did you wear a thong underneath it? And she was like, okay. Oh my God. No, like, you would never ask that. Like, it, like okay, we're going to be honest. We, we all, Everyone knows that for any for probably for black panther for um captain america for any outfit that requires you to wear tights you're probably wearing a jo- uh, is it called a jock strap jock strap 
for men yeah for women it's probably just like a seamless thong or something but oh, it's like we all know that a man is that, wearing, like, wearing thongs too Essentially, the first wearing. thing that we learn in journalism is like don't ask something that you probably could answer yourself it's like the most like <laughs> it's the most idiotic thing Next ever so when i was watching the documentary britney spears documentary i was i mean again it, is it shocking no is it surprising no but it was just so strange for example something that i noticed like when they were talking about her breakup with justin timberlake Mm-hmm. and how he basically controlled the narrative that she did something so bad and it was so funny because she they, they did a clip of her saying i'm waiting till marriage to have sex right yeah. and then immediately after that it was oh did she cheat or did she do this and i'm like that seems so off-brand whether or not she decided to have sex with justin timberlake is literally it's literally none of our business and i don't even know why it's a topic of conversation in tabloids but it's like crazy that they that like justin ended up Everyone started taking Justin's word, going like, oh, did she do something? She cheated. Like, even, for example, in his music video where he's, there's a blonde chick walking away, kind of looks like her. It's like so many, like, you know, subtle, like, uh, uh, details and assumptions and, you know, innuendos. And you're like, oh, my God, she did something. She broke his heart. And no one even bothers to think, wait, hold up. Is that the case? I think that has more to do, obviously Justin like plays a part in that, but it's also a thing of like, again, pop culture and how we perceive things and how we're just naturally like, okay, so let me like dig into this and let me just like pick it apart. Like again, Olivia Rodrigo right now who wrote Driver's License, right? Mm -hmm. We picked it apart. A lot of people picked it apart because they're like, oh, we want to know like the gossip behind it. So that's more just like curiosity kind of. What really pissed me off was just like the whole idea behind the conservative, not conservatorship. Oh my God. Cons- conservatism or conservatorship? Conservatorship. That's the one. Okay. Is that it? Is that yes, it? that's what it's called. Conservatorship. When I like think of that, I think of my brother in terms of like, he is highly functioning autistic, mm-hmm. but my parents have full guardianship. And I know that the guardianship is like a little bit different but in terms of like control over where he goes to the doctor where he's gonna go how he's gonna work where he's going to work and finances again all his finances are dealt with by them by my parents for him even though he's 27 he is not fit to take care of it himself right and then I think of him versus Britney Spears who maybe at the time when it started whether she because I couldn't tell if they said that she had bipolar disorder or whatever they diagnosed her with. oh they said that she might have postpartum depression which is really common okay. in women so going based off of that comparing the two like my brother who's autistic and her somebody who could go to her lawyer and say I specifically like I you know what it is what it is I've accepted my fate just anybody but my father and then going against a her word not letting her lawyer manage even like just represent her in court they said no we're gonna appoint you somebody else after she's paid him and then just to say oh no she can't she's not functioning enough to take care of herself no, I'm sorry, no. because when I look at the two, it's just, it's not even comparable. And I just don't understand how that even. It was really interesting because in the documentary, I'm just looking up to see the exact name. There was a guy who they had interviewed. I think his name was Adam Streisand or something. He was a lawyer who Brittany wanted to come on and help represent her for the conservatorship and basically retain her as her lawyer. They basically the judge would not let her retain him as her lawyer. And he said himself, he goes like, I don't, I, I don't understand that decision. I didn't agree with that decision because she was completely functioning and she was functioning enough to say, I do not want this man to, I don't want my father to be my, my conservator. I want a bank to be my conservator or some third party unbiased person. They completely rejected it. And the uh, Liz Day, the uh, senior editor at New York Times, 
she even said it was the strangest thing because people kept on referring to her as a high functioning conservative and that is not yeah and they were making money off of her and they wanted a raise because she was making too much money because she was so highly functioning okay then that's already grounds for termination because clearly if she's highly functioning she's able to tour she's able to go to work to go to work sober to go to work um on time to be there to basically handle all her responsibilities that she would have done had she not had somebody watching after her hovering over her yeah it means that she's now capable i mean to a certain well, extent the only thing like i understood i mean i knew what conservatorships are and i I don't i think there's a lot of probably faulty systems or faulty loopholes in place in every sense of any any level of law and government there's always going to be something faulty and not perfect that's just result of human error i think this just was just showing how flawed the conservatorship system is because even the movie that recently came out on netflix called i care a lot um i forgot the name the actress is the one that started in gone girl she it's basically the idea of, a, of somebody having complete control of your life right and it can technically happen without you even being in the courtroom and it's a really difficult thing because obviously it's always by case by case scenario but i don't from everything it sounds like she's in her mid-30s now i mean like she's been under this conservatorship for what 12 years that's ridiculous that's ridiculous picking apart her instagram and like the way that she's because a lot of this started on it was from a voicemail that somebody sent in who worked with who's a paralegal for whoever allegedly um, allegedly yeah who i forget for her father's side who was hearing about all of the things that were happening that she was apparently placed into a mental hospital that well yeah and all of these things and so the the movement itself kind of just started on its own from like this two girls who started a pot or women i'm sorry like who created a podcast specifically like to dissect her instagram kind of because they thought it was amazing what a niche what a niche um, (laughs) it's funny how it started like that and then as it picked up Brittany herself actually went into kind of not to terminate fully but to kind of get she wanted to get control of her estate first she wanted to remove him she wanted to remove jamie spears as her conservator and have a bank be a conservator instead yeah so she said she doesn't mind like still having that but just not anything but her own father basically he was then i forget who oh my god Who's her um, ex-husband? He filed a restraining order Kevin, against her father too. Kevin like something. all of this stuff was happening. In a way, it makes sense because I believe it more just because of everything that happened after the movement started. Her going to court and trying to testify against him to be like, no, I don't want this anymore. Like I, I'm, I'm out. I mean, I think people like, it's so wild to me that like, people don't understand how much of a mental toll all this can be on a person. Before she got the conservatorship, we were seeing how much the paparazzi abused her. And it was, oh my God, when this one of the pop, what was the guy? There was a paparazzi dude, like Daniel Ramos, I think, who was like, oh, if she didn't want us to film, if she didn't want us to take pictures of her, she would have said, leave me alone. And then the person who's asking him questions was like, but what about when she said, leave me alone? Like He was like, oh, I don't think the paparazzi was really taking any mental toll. I'm like, are you kidding? The, when we were seeing the compilation of videos of her, the, it, that's totally abuse. I mean, like for someone to say, that's not abuse, that's our job, that you're out of your mind. That was complete abuse of her space, her privacy. I mean, even like your own personal boundaries, people would be like right up like right up against her. And this was something really interesting that the, the documentary said. It was basically like, now with social media, you kind of have the ability to facilitate your own image to some extent who she is they still don't know who she is but back before social media became a thing the tabloids would facilitate your image 
you know what I mean? And like, yeah. and then there's this guy. What was remember the guy, uh, the the director of oh the the for self and Us Weekly. He was who makes top- eight million off of her photos. Yes, so the, profiting off of her misery. That's the, wonderful. The photography director of Us Weekly was like oh I mean like some like I don't think the photos were really invasion of privacy or anything negative we were just showing how how relatable celebrities are and and then like it's very the editors of this documentary did a great job because while he's saying that they're overlaying all the images of like literally calling her trash and oh my god it's just like it was it's it honestly this this documentary was not I don't think it was only a commentary on the fact that Brittany herself has just it's just and, every star like we're just so up their ass all of them selena can't go out nobody can go out and i mean i know a lot of people would probably like argue with us and be like well they chose that life they knew what they were getting into yeah i mean i think there's just always know, nobody ever deserves to be like hounded down and like attacked and well, if there's like here's something interesting. So like in um I think in Paris also, but I know in Russia, for example, where my family's from in Moscow, paparazzi are not allowed to just show up in the middle of the street and take pictures of a celebrity. Like they have to have like specific times of days or t- places that they can go to. They can't just like show up and follow somebody into a store or follow somebody into a parking lot. Here in lot. the US, insane. insane. I think it's I think that's the actually I think that might be the same in um I don't know here's my thing I don't know how it is but I'm curious how it is in the UK because I feel like I never really see such unflattering images of people no I think the UK is pretty I mean again like I wouldn't know because I wasn't there either and I have never lived there but I feel (laughs) like from what I've seen that we like of the tablets that we do get here that are like UK publications I feel like a lot of them are pretty similar from what I've seen Mm, here in the UK I also don't know if that's just in general photographers who are traveling, taking photos of like American celebrities and taking photos of them there and blah, 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 like that whole thing and how that works. But that's true. It's, it's complicated, but it's just, it's okay. Again, I, I, it's totally true that you sign up for the life, right? If you sign up to be well-known, you sign up to be well-known, but like, I don't, I don't think it's, I think it's the culture though. It's the mindset that like the fact that the director of us weekly for who was there for 10 years was saying oh we weren't portraying anything negative we were just making them seem like a real person whereas overlaying a bunch of gossip and nonsense and basically like slut shaming and so many like sexist misogynistic statements splattered all over magazines for millions of people to see us weekly was probably the nicer version of it though Do you that's remember true Hilton? <gasps> oh my god Mm. oh my god she was in the documentary too i wasn't surprised not paris, not paris. Pre- is it prez oh my god what is his name the- oh prez hilton the guy yeah, who had like, like the, that crazy blog. guy who like basically like he had a breakdown about tiktok being- <laughs> he was such a bully it was funny though because i watched him on million millionaire matchmaker and then i was like oh i kind literally of bullied teens and like yeah oh and then he's crying Oh my god! He's like, oh, he never even went after that many adults. It was mostly child stars that he would make fun of, be like, "Oh, she's so fat. She can't wait. She's sixteen. She's going through puberty. Leave her alone." I think like that's also something that people don't understand is like the generation now, even in comparison to let's say five or five ten years ago, it's so different with the way we communicate with each other. Like, I feel like ten years ago, people in general would in general tolerated such atrocious bashing of people whereas now 
it's like, no, like you can't say that. Of course, there are people that are, that don't care and whatever, but it's just, it's such a cultural difference. You know what I mean? And like, it's even like with the Meghan Markle interview, right? Like when they were reviewing past articles about her and the way that she was like, oh, she's holding her belly too much or she's eating avocados. That means she doesn't care about human environment, like the manual labor or something like, something like, like that. And it's like, but why? And what's even crazier is that there are people out there who believe it. Like, you know what I mean? There are people that will eat these magazines up and believe it. I don't know. I feel, I, I feel sad for Brittany and I, but it seems that the, that with the recent events, I mean, if, here's what's really irritating. At the end of the documentary, basically said that the most recent event was that um, Brittany's conservatorship now is split between her father mm-hmm. and a bank, which is, I guess, like some sort of road to possibly pushing him away entirely yeah but it's still kind of I I just don't understand how a judge could fathom like who could possibly look at like if you if you have a conversation with a person how do you like suddenly think that they're what you have to think about her father who pretty much still has control over everything you don't know like again you can't bribe somebody necessarily but they can I don't think like hand select the judge but I do think that they can kind of you can request you can you can reject request the judge. A certain, and request a certain one if I'm correct again I no clue I think you can reject the judge or you can ask to be switched ask to switch a judge but but here's something though I don't think people fully understand I don't think it's just her father though because here's the thing he himself only I think he makes about $160,000 a year from the conservatorship it's not just him because through the conservatorship the people that are paid are a the Britney's conservatorship lawyers who represent Britney, then Jamie uh, Spears, and then Jamie Spears's lawyers, right? So it's a huge, it's a, a large group of people that are making money off of her. And in that document, right, when they're saying they wanted to raise the percentage of which they receive from her because they're saying, oh, she's a business machine. That's not what a conservatorship is. A yeah. conservatorship is supposed to be to take care of a person for their well-being. It's not supposed to be filling your pockets up with extra change. So isn't that right there proof that they don't see her as a human, but rather just a dancing, singing robot? It's one of, I feel like right now, especially, they're really just looking at the facts of, again, a lot of it has to do with the father, with the documents that he's bringing forward. And again, she's not allowed to technically pick her own lawyers. He can select the lawyer for her she has to pay for it regardless and yeah they'll represent her but, but ultimately, they, really they, may, they might be swayed to go with the guy that hired yeah. yeah no it's it's so there's, just, there's, there's so much to there's just so much to dissect and even like I was even thinking about like so when she did um baby one more time or hit me one more time that you know the vi- video mm-hmm. when she's in the yeah, school yeah. girl uniform she was 16 in that video I did not realize that she was 16 years old in that video. So basically there were a bunch of producers and make people from her record label that were like, you know what, we're going to put a 16 year old who, by the way, two years earlier was 14. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, in a really skimpy, sexy schoolgirl uniform. And then that's going to make sure that everyone in the country is going to talk about um, this girl. I mean, like, oh my God. That I think is more of like a bad publicity or good publicity is publicity you know type of I think it's also from like her man or whoever it was because at the time Madonna was kind of like Madonna like 10 years or 
whatever. Madonna was in her 30s or 20s. Like she wasn't 16. You know what I mean? Madonna wasn't. But they were following her exact like. um, Oh, formula. Yeah. They were Mm. trying to, I think, maybe replicate that. I guess possibly. Okay, well, that's successful. Well, let's see how far we can push it with her. She's younger. She's newer. She's fresher. Let's see if we can like kind of do with that. That's what I'm thinking that they're, um, again, I'm not saying it's right at all, but I'm just thinking that that's probably what their mindset was. Or they just be, or they might be just a bunch of old pedos who are fetishizing a 16 year old. 14 year old. She was probably like, yeah, sure. Whatever. Like, is this going to make me famous? Like, okay, I want to do this is what I want to do. Of course I'll do it. I mean, we're assuming we don't know. I mean, again, like she did end up going into her whole sexuality, but like, but then right away, like when she turned 18, suddenly everyone was talking about her breasts and I'm like, like, what? Like, there's no shame. Like, there was no one had any, like, no one had any, oh my God. Anyway, this whole, it's just, it's disappointing. But at the same time, also kind of amazing at the fact that so much has changed. Do you know what I mean? Also, I just wanted to mention, apparently yesterday, an article came out in Rolling Stones of Britney Spears coming out saying that she cried for two weeks over the documentary. Let me see, because she responded, and I want to get a quote from her. My life has always been very speculated, watched, and judged, really, my whole life. Um, I felt judged and insulted by the media, and I didn't watch the documentary, but from what I see of it, I was embarrassed by the light that they put me in. I cried for two weeks, and well, I still cry sometimes. And she also made a post about it on Instagram, on her personal Instagram. I, I really, I really hope that things turn around for her because honestly it was so sweet to see how like some of the activists were just talking about how much she impacted them and gave them the courage to be who they are she was an icon and she's an icon and she has the potential to be continuing to be an icon um so we love her and we support her and we're totally behind the free britney hashtag and we're in support of that and if you're not you know go f yourself (laughs) is all i'll say um and yeah i think that's basically all my thoughts what are if uh, do you have any closing thoughts no just hopefully that you didn't hear my dog snoring throughout half the episode i didn't hear, i didn't hear your dog i didn't hear your dog at all so no worries on that this episode was kind of a mess because i think we emotionally got heated we're like it's just this is went this off is a little bit on the tangent but i mean it's much needed of, much needed that's also our go-to we don't we don't really stay on script that often anyway um i hope you guys have a good uh, rest of your week um or wait our episodes come out on sunday so i guess hope oh, you guys enjoy <laughs> or have a good week i always forget because you and i record towards the end of the week and then it's like it comes out on Sunday, sometimes Monday, depending on how quick we are, how quick I am in editing. Um, but luckily now we we have someone else editing, <laughs> which I, I now like think going like, oh God, someone else hears my dumb tangents, but that's okay. Because everybody else listens to it too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, I hope everyone has a good week. Um, if I hope everyone enjoyed their Easter, I guess this episode's coming out. And on Passover. Don't forget and, Passover too. Oh yes, Passover. Happy, happy. Thank Passover. you so much for listening as always. Yes, we love you guys and um talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.